are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, the numerals, and that'll get you 15% off your next order. Builtbar.com, promo code LOCKED15. Well, Ulysses, the Tampa Bay Rays take two of three from the Miami Marlins on the road. Unfortunately, they couldn't seal that game three despite scoring seven runs. And then they had the rare off day on Sunday, which pretty much never, ever happens. And with that, uh, it is a Monday, which means it's time for our takeaways. So I will let you go ahead and take it away. Well, the first takeaway that I have is is just a, a, a little piece here. Uh, Ryan Sheriff was placed on the restricted list. Mm-hmm. I w- just want to say mental health is important. And Ryan Sheriff has already mentioned that in spring training, he wanted to be happy with himself and he was meditating and he just wanted to look at his life and, and not be defined by his baseball acumen. So there's something going on there. I think the Rays are doing a a good thing by giving him space and really not saying anything much about it, giving him the privacy that he deserves. And honestly, I just wanted to say, you know, mental health is important and I hope that everything is as good as it can be and will be for Ryan Sheriff. Yeah, absolutely. And it's definitely not our place to speculate or really, I don't even think it's like Mark Topkins place to try to keep digging and digging for what that story is. I'm sure in time, if, and when he does Mm -hmm. decide to come back to baseball, that that story and that background of everything that is going on in his life will uh, become unveiled. We know he's had a very tumultuous upbringing and everything that uh, comes with that. It's kind of funny. I wonder if the pandemic season and all that went into that maybe brought a kind of a new perspective on him and so many other baseball players that maybe there's, there's more meaning to life than just throwing Mm -hmm. a baseball. I mean, we just heard a couple of days ago, what Ty Boutry, the relief pitcher for the angels stepped away. And it's, I mean, he'd been a pretty solid player. He definitely deserved a roster spot the last couple of years. I mean, pretty decent mid reliever type. And he just stepped away from baseball. He said it, it wasn't in my heart any, anymore. I was doing it for the wrong reasons to prove people wrong and to get a paycheck. And I wasn't really enjoying it or loving it. So um, yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on that storyline. And, and of course, see what corresponding roster moves the Rays make with uh, sheriff's absence there but again wish him all the best again i've, I've made fun of like joking like you know when sheriff going to be off the roster and you know he's kind of the the last man the 26 man so to speak but you you don't wish it in this terms and and you hope everything right. uh works out for him too so exactly so just best wishes for ryan yes. sheriff and what he's going through um my other takeaway which is a little bit more in in, in the baseball variety on the field I've just got questions and guess why I got questions because the regular season has started, which means Kevin Cash has started to manage again. So of course I got questions. Now, 
Of uh-huh. course, the this the series was ultimately a good one. 2-1 victory. The, 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 the team had good bright spots, but I do want to focus on a couple of things. Uh, there's a righty starting on Saturday's game. I, was, oh, I almost said Sunday. Uh, so Saturday's game, there's a righty starter on the finale. You sit down two of your best bats in Randy Rosarena and Brandon Lau. Why? You, 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 you can't possibly tell me rest because it's been two games in the regular season and spring training. These guys don't do nine inning games. They did five, seven inning games, and they were out before the sixth inning. So it can't be rest. And my second question is during the bullpen, uh, there were many times where there were tight situations and we saw only five pitches from Peter Fairbanks this whole weekend, and we saw zero pitches from Cody Reed. Where is Cody Reed? Why was Cody Reed not used at all? He had a fantastic spring training, looked amazing, got a roster spot pretty easily. Where was he this whole weekend? Is there something else, a soreness or whatever? Sure, that could be it. But, I mean, you again, are we also resting Cody Reed? Are we also resting Peter Fairbanks on game number three of the season? Help me understand here, Kevin. I really don't know what else to say. I would like to say that um, during Saturday's game where Brandon Lau and Randy were sitting, I would have much rather seen them in right field than Austin Meadows after the snafus, the multiple snafus that he made. But I don't know. Maybe it's just I, I honestly do not have an answer for that. I do not have an answer for that whatsoever. I mean, again, you're trying to. I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words, quite frankly. I, and going back to that, it, a third thing, if you want to bring it up, is the fact of not letting Tyler Glass, now or Ryan Yarbrough, go a little bit deeper in those first two games. And I understand it's pitch counts and you're still trying to work guys into the fold. But again, uh, after some of the, uh, the relief pitching we saw this weekend, it's, it's making you want to maybe miss Aaron Sleegers a little bit. Maybe making you want to miss... John Curtis, maybe making you want to miss at times Jose Alvarado. Um, so that's going to have to, and now you, you've not, you've got Nick Anderson down. You've got Oliver Drake down. You've got Colin Pochet down. Like it, it might not be as easy. Go- this might be a time where the starters are going to have to pick up the load for sure. And I look, we can go back. It, it, it works both ways because I was watching the angels game yesterday. Joe Madden leaves Shohei Otani in a little bit too long and it, it backs backfires majorly on him. So right. I think there definitely is a balancing act, but if you're not, if you basically breeze through five or six innings and didn't have to make, you know, 30 high stress pitches in an inning, go out there again, go out there when you're, for that third time through the order. Who cares? Try it out right now. I mean, if, if you're, if you're so concerned about resting Randy and Brandon Lau, and I know you really want to protect your pitchers, but then I, I don't know. It's, it's whatever. I, I, I guess we're just upset about the fact that the race scored seven runs on Saturday and still figured a way to lose that game. Well, yeah, exactly. You can't, if you're the Rays and you score seven runs, you should be winning that game. Number two, if you're scoring seven runs against the Marlins, you should definitely win that game. So uh, one more thing here, 
I get it. You need to rest these guys. It's 162 game. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's the first three games. Right. Some guys are going, you know, slow to get going. Sure. Rest them. I'm fine. Look, I'm fine with giving Randy a day off. I'm fine with giving Brendan Lau a day off. I'm fine with giving Mike Brasso a starting uh, role in, in, in the finale. I'm fine with all of those three things. Do they have to happen all in the same game? Why, I mean, why are yeah. you, why are you chopping off your 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 legs from underneath you by by putting a lineup without Brendan Lau and Randy Rosarena in the same game on game number three? That makes no sense to me. Yeah. It makes also no sense that in a in a in, in a in many type of type situations you never use Cody Reed. Why wasn't Cody Reed used? And lastly, look again, game three. Austin Meadows, I think, is an athletic guy. We he looks good this season. We've always talked about his defense, how it's basically the worst thing about his game. Saturday, probably his worst game ever. Yeah, probably as, a lot of guys were. I, I, I'll I'll be tough. Uh, it'll be tough finding a worse game from a right fielder in baseball this year. Quite frankly, that was awful. That was that was just not good. That was just not. That was awful. Exactly. So. How much of a leash do you give your your hitter that just doesn't have the glove that he needs to be? Because as I'm seeing it right now, Kirmar, you need you need, you need him out there, right? Okay, sure, give him his right. rest now and then. But that outfield should be Kiermaier, Margot, and a Rosarena most nice yeah. nights. That that should be it. Margot is hitting the ball pretty well during spring training and in the regular season. Give this guy a little bit more of a chance. He can really cover some ground there. Your team is going to be better with those three in the outfield. Austin Meadows, he's kind of like Vladi, right? That we were talking about. You want right. him in the lineup, but how how many outs is he giving up? Again, he's I, I he's got future first base DH written all over him as of right now. Yeah. And I and again, it's still early, and I'm I'm sure things will be figured out, and he'll get more drill work with the right field spot. And again, he didn't he didn't play much all of last season too. And he's probably not all that familiar with Marlins park, but um, it's not just the, the two misplays he had certainly didn't help Chris Archer in that scenario, but uh, he's also hesitant on other balls that balls that maybe you mm -hmm. could make a play on diving up and his transfers aren't very good from glove nope. to hand and his throws aren't very good either. So it's kind Dang. of an all around. He's a, he's a negative <laughs> in the outfield, all intents and purposes. And you're just glad in a game like that, like if you're going to have Meadows out there, uh, you, you better, I mean, a hundred percent, you have to have Kiermaier out there and you have to have Margo out there to, to equal it up a little bit. Sure. I, I mean, and, and not only that, Kevin, but you better not have, you know, Brandon Lau and Randy Rosarena in the, on the bench. Yeah. Arresting well, the other thing with that too is, yeah, I mean, you have an runs. off day, you have an off day Sunday. So you're yes. basically, I mean, maybe they just want to say, Hey, we'll give you, we're going to give you two really good days off. And then again, we're, we're going to need you for this stretch of 30 games in 31 days. So there, there'll be a lot of, of moving around and, and getting guys rest. And I don't have a problem with that at the end of the day, but it'd be nice to, okay. If you're going to sit Brandon Lau, play Randy Rosarina or vice versa. Yes. From there. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football may be over, but the NBA college basketball and NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. 
Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And yeah, remember to use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. Okay, Ulysses, getting to my takeaways from the weekend. Of course, uh, wasn't really mentioned, but uh, the Rich Hill Chris Archer experiment did not look so hot on Saturday. And I'll say this um, besides the, well, first off with Rich Hill, what concerns mm-hmm. me a little bit going forward is I think that teams are going to be able to run roughshod all over him. And I know Jazz Chisholm is a different level athlete, but um, he's exciting though, he's, isn't he? He is that very exciting. Good. He is very exciting. Yeah. But I feel like if anybody on the base pass has even a little bit of speed, they will be running on Rich Hill, even though he's a lefty, because uh, first of all, his velocity isn't there. Uh, Mm -hmm. And his delivery is really, really slow. And when he does notice that a guy is stealing, I mean, Chisholm was like three quarters of the way to second by the time that Rich Hill noticed. (laughs) So that, that could be a really, really big concern on that standpoint. As far as Chris Archer goes, kind of ho-hum by him. And and again, first start caveat, everything like that. But um, to me, and I think I mentioned this to you in text, like he didn't have anything that, that really scared me or he didn't have a wipeout pitch necessarily. When two strikes came, I felt it was really difficult for him to retire the batter and uh, Marlins hitters just kept fouling off stuff until they found a good one until they found something hit. And he didn't have, you know, the, the, the slider wasn't as good as we've seen before the changeup. Okay. The fastball was sitting 92. It just, um, I was not overly impressed by that first out. No, and, and we have to uh, you know, obviously no no twenty twenty season for Chris. This is all coming back. Yeah, it's from, been a while um, since TOS. he's been it's, out there. Yeah, yes, we everybody knows all the things that we can. But I want to n- mention something else that w- with Archer there. Besides the fact that look, he kind of got punished by Meadows's glove. Yeah, there, Kurt, Meadows didn't help him out, and I think that also makes things you, you're you're pressing at that point. It's like okay, now I really need to get it out, and I don't. I, I've got to do everything I can to avoid the ball getting hit to right field because a play is not going to be made there. Yeah. So having said all of the things to to defend Chris Archer and 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 which are completely correct, we uh, there's one thing that I need to add there. You said he, 92 on the fastball, but. It got to 92. And by that, I mean, when he right. got on that first inning was an 88, 89. I mean, this is, this is kind of worrisome. We've talked yeah. about losing MPHs on the fastball, how that cannot be, how can, how that can be a, a, a factor in your effectiveness and how that is decreasing. So it's a little bit uh, concerning that this velocity has to get to 92 and it's just not at 92 at 93 from the get-go. So could that be uh, 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 something to to look forward in this whole season? I think so. Kevin Cash even said so uh, on the post game. We've seen that from Chris during spring training. So we, yeah. we know about that. So could we see Chris Archer be used a little bit after an opener? Because if you have to warm up to 92, maybe you shouldn't f- face the team's one, two, three, four right. hitter. 
uh, right away with only 88 or 89 if you're Chris Archer. If you're Chris Archer, maybe if, if it takes an inning to get to 92 to 93, maybe you should be facing first, number five, number six, number seven in the lineup. Yeah. And, and that's what's concerning, too, is the fact that you would think he would be like so amped up. It's been a while since he's been in game action that he would be letting out the bullets as quick as possible. He'd be, okay, I'm, I'm throwing 95 with my first pitch, and I'm right. going from there. And if you're not, again, it's not all about velocity, but you better have some type of movement, or you better have great command. And there wasn't really much of that either from Chris Archer. Again, I wonder if, <laughs> I mean, this thought is just coming to me now, but maybe if Austin Meadows is out there, maybe at some point you need to do a fourth outfielder deal. Slip Joey Wendell you gotta out. Hide him. In, in you right gotta hide him. You gotta find. You might have to do that because, again, I know it's early, but it's not like this. It's not like Austin Meadows has ever blown us away with his defensive capabilities. And a lot of times it's a trade-off. You got a big power hitter. He's not going to be uh, Mookie Betts in right field. It's it's hard to be a little bit of everything there. So that that's the first thing. The other thing. Um, well, this is. Look, I know we've been a little bit negative here, but um, let's give a shout out to Joey Wendell. Oh my gosh, Joey shout freaking out. Wendell. Okay, he. The best. I, I I feel like the the Rays should just give him a raise right here. Just give you a little bonus for all that you do. Yeah, let let's get your salary above G Man Choi. How is Joey Wendell making less than freaking G Man Choi, who's not available right now? By the way, I should know that. One. Look, this is the Locked On Joey Wendell podcast. Yes. This is a guy that we will never, never say anything uh, bad about because I, we just love the way that he plays the game. Uh, did you that that play on Saturday, going back to left field as as a shortstop? That's that's really quality stuff. And national media pundits keep saying why Joey Wendell. They don't even sometimes don't even know about Joey Wendell. What he yes. does on the field is really good, and I think race fans still kind of underappreciate Joey Wendell. But not on this podcast. We'll always say Joey Wendell uh, good things because really I enjoy watching him play. I really do. And yes. that Jack in the ninth inning, I mean, that's as clutch as you'll ever get. Yeah. That that's what so this is sort of what we saw in the three-game series from Mr. No Batting Clubs. We saw the clutch three-run home run in the ninth inning. We saw the impossible web gym gold glove caliber play over the shoulder uh in short outfield there. Was he playing third base or shortstop then? I thought it was third was, base. Oh, maybe third base. Maybe third okay. base. I'm well, get either way, he did play some shortstop and third base. And he played, yeah. when he did play shortstop, he did it pretty well. Uh, scoring from first to home on a double, I think, from Yandy Diaz on a bang-bang yeah. bang play at the plate. Also slapped the ball the other way a little bit. Again, what else can you say about Joey Wendell? And then the last thing kind of tied into that is one thing I did also like from some of the Rays hitters this past weekend was um, an approach of right center and looking the other way. And we saw that from Wendell. We saw that, of course, from Yandy Diaz. We saw that from Manny Margot. We saw that from Randy Rosarina. Think middle away with the fastball or, you know, hard stuff. And then if a breaking ball comes, pull it. And, and I think that's got to be the approach going forward for a lot of these guys. So it, it was good to see that a little bit of hitting the ball to all fields approach from some of these guys. Wasn't Yandy's double also uh, yeah. op, oppo right field and way down the line. It was as close to the down the line as it can get. Yes. And, and also uh, Francisco Mejia going oppo with a bunt because you or know bunting. what? They're shifting me. I'm going to bunt the other way. Let I'm going to get a hit. I'm going to get on base. If we praise 
players for getting on base with a walk, why wouldn't we praise players for putting a bunt down the other way when fielders are completely non there, not there? A hundred percent. I will always clap for guys who are putting down a bunt the other way, getting on base, making that pitcher work from the stretch. That's always good news. Making traffic yeah. on the bases will always be good. Don't, don't feel embarrassed about laying down a bunt again. There, oh, I can't hit through the shift. Oh, they're shifting me. I'm just going to ground out or strike out. No, lay down a bunt. If if Francisco Mejia do it, can do it. So can you. And yes. and that's the other thing too is like if we're in the national league and we're forcing our pitchers to hit, which is the most ridiculous thing ever, as we've learned, um, have them, bunt. have them even with two strikes, yeah. just let them lay down a bunt and, and go for it. So, and I think that's a theme we're going to see more often. I think we saw, you know, Brandon Lau do that a little bit in spring training. So I don't we care. Love that. Kevin Kiermeyer. I know you're not a big about Oof. lay down a bunt. Okay. Austin Meadows. If you have to, if you feel it lay down, I'm all for more, just getting more guys, on base and good things can happen from there. Okay. Uh, we will preview the upcoming three game series versus the Boston Red Sox. But first we have to tell you about the greatest protein bar on the planet. And that is built bar built bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. I said it amazing tasting protein bar with hundred percent chocolate on all bars. So many different flavors as well. We're talking 18, 19, 20 different flavors. Again, all hundred percent chocolate on all bars. We know you want some for yourself. So simply go to builtbar.com or check them out on Twitter at bar underscore built. And remember to use that promo code locked 15 L O C K E D numerals one five to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is locked 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com to enjoy the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Okay, Ulysses, here we go. Big time rivalry. Boston Red Sox. The Rays are going to Fenway Park. The 0-3 Boston Red Sox. They got swept by the freaking Orioles and scored a combined five runs in three games. Holy shnikey. Well, first off, before we get into this game, uh, this might have to be a prop bet, but who finishes okay. higher in the division, the Orioles or the Red Sox? That might have Man. to be, uh, you know, if, if the Orioles take two or three from the Yankees or sweep them, I mean, that could be, ooh, we could have a, we could have a battle on our hand. Look, I don't think the Red Sox are going to be as good as people think this year. Uh, yeah, I, I, honestly, I, I think the, the standings are going to be very similar to what yeah. happened last year on, on the bottom. It's going to be Red Sox Orioles. That, that, that's number that's number one. Now, that was fun. Seeing Reds, the, the Red Sox struggle is always going to yes. be fun. Uh, you, like you said, five runs in three games, 15 hits or so in three games. This is a struggling team right now. You better pounce. And guess yes. what? Who's going today for, for the Red Sox? The feared Nick Pavetta. Okay. That, that's the thing. Like nobody, they, they signed Garrett Richards. Everybody go, Oh, look, they signed Garrett Richards. Like, cause it's the, that, the rotation is as bad as it was last year. You know, it's yes. not, they're, they're not changing things from that standpoint. So Michael Waka going up, of course, against Nick Pavetta. And again, this might be a, a future question or future prop bet thing, but um, look, Michael Waka uh, as far as who's going to have a better year of the, the Rays free agent signings, Archer, Waka, McHugh, uh, and Hill. I mean, Waka already has an edge because all those three other guys struggled. So, look, <laughs> well, you have to, if you do a half-decent start, you're already 
a little bit of an advantage there, but Waka had a great spring training. So I, I hope that translates the spring training, what we saw on film to live game action at Fenway Park here tonight. You got to hope because, yeah, the other three guys, not so good. It's only one game, but definitely not good uh, for their debuts. Uh, but Michael Waka, he faced this lineup last year. He went five innings. He only allowed one run, and it was in, at Fenway Park. So let's hope that the hot spring training uh, is going to not only give him some confidence going in, but yeah. he also has confidence from facing this lineup last year. So let's hope for good things from Michael. And maybe one of the, uh, of the, uh, of the quadruple veterans uh, can, can kind of have a yeah. good debut because Colin McHugh, Rich Hill and Chris Archer, a big wolf there on the first one. Adding practice there with those guys. Yeah. And McHugh, yeah. I think he's got his fastball. At least he'll, he'll throw a little bit of gas 95 top of the zone. What I liked about him in spring training was it was top of the zone away from righties. I think that was big. I know he's, he gets some misses on his changeup. He's revamped his cutter a little bit for pitch mix. And uh, it'll be fun to see what he can do in this start in this season. But um, yeah, it, look, I, I can see the story. Like if, if Walker goes out there and lays a dud, I can just see the storylines now of, Oh my gosh, the Rays, they should have just brought back Morton. They should have just kept Snell. And I agree with that. I don't think that's, you know, yeah. out of the question by any means, but again, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of baseball left, even though there are still some some concerns with those those other guys initially, so to speak. Yeah, and again, only one, so so we gotta we gotta keep uh, you know our eye on that. But with Waka, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that change up to the righties. Yeah, let's watch that that change up to Bogarts and, and Devers and and Martinez. I want I want to see how he can do. He can utilize that changeup against the big boppers. I, I want to see that. That, that that'll be uh, a good thing to watch. And hopefully, hopefully, Kevin, the pitch count stays relatively low. I mean, 70, 75 pitches, which maybe that that's the whole thing that Cash and, and, and company have decided is the first couple starts. Look, nobody's touching 80. Right. Everybody's keeping at 70, 75. Maybe that's the thing. And and then they'll go from there. It's a little bit annoying when you see Glasnow and Yarps just completely shove and almost six innings each, and none of them touched 75. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. That's, that's insane. And, and you take them out. Again, I'm not going to be upset about it, but uh, <laughs> it really does sound like I'm upset about it. But let, let's hope for good things for, for Waka tonight. Again, this is this – is a, a, a end a back end of the rotation kind of guy uh pivetta i mean th this is a guy that the race should put a hurting yes. to uh he will walk guys he does get hit pretty often uh, kevin this should be a w after 10 30 p.m eastern tonight right and that's the thing like the rays we remember how much they beat up on Red Sox pitching last year and maybe not to that extent this year, but I still expect them to score quite a few runs either way. One thing that maybe has me a little bit on edge is the fact that the temperature and the weather won't be really towards a, mm -hmm. a Florida team's liking. You're, you're looking at low fifties, high forties, wind, chilly, uh, outdoors in Fenway park. This after coming from Marlins park where either the roof was closed or the weather was pretty good. So maybe that's where, um, you know, it's look, it's not fun to as much as playing baseball is fun and playing sports is fun. It's not fun to do it out in the cold. It's not no, fun whatsoever. No. And that's something to consider as well. Also, this game will be on ESPN. So you'll probably, are you, are you going to be watching the Bally sports broadcast or the ESPN?
I'll leave you. I'll leave you uh, on the ESPN okay. side. I'll, I'll I'll do Bali. I can't I can't go yeah. wrong with Dwayne NBA, and I don't want to listen to whoever is on on the mic. That's the A-Rod, thing. Is it going to be A Rod, Matt Vizcursion? Is it going to be if it's Eduardo Perez? I'm I'm down for that. And yeah, they they got it, some it, good it, guys. But look, we're going to hear about A-Rod. the pesky Rays, and uh, I don't want oh, I don't man. want A Rod telling me. Well, th- this bullpen is really good because I mean, look at the bullpen. I mean, look at the bullpen. Yeah. Can you say enough about this bullpen? This bullpen's amazing. It's a great bullpen. The, the only thing I, I want to hear about A Rod is are his war stories of using steroids. That, that's what I want to hear about. And everybody his, needs uh, to hear more of that. Exploits with J Lo and we know about his <laughs> uh, his townhome or, or penthouse up in New York and his all the centaur. Yes, uh, all that painting. stuff. The yeah. legend of Alex Rodriguez. Yes. What, what's your opinion on Screwball, the documentary, A-Rod? Let, what's your <laughs> quick synopsis of that one there? Yeah. So, all right, very good. Uh, so first game of a three-game series, the Rays will have an off day on Thursday. Again, getting a couple off days in before a long string of games in a row. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Locked On Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Today and Locked On Fantasy Baseball, two great podcasts to check out there. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.